me to understand computer science and i think it's probably one of the most important fields of study but more importantly i'm talking to someone that is not only a computer scientist but he's an educator at heart in terms of what he loves to do uh and fundamentally how he serves students and really helping them develop their computer science knowledge and, and background so super excited to be going in on today's guest about his background you know how he got into doing the work that he does and more importantly what you to learn from him and more importantly what is the future of the tech industry or why is tech so important and fundamentally you know what can you do um to really get started in this area 
So with that said, you know, if you're tuning in, depending on where you're tuning in from, let me know where you're tuning in from. What What's going on with you? Are you having fun? Where you at right now? How's your Friday going? It's Friday. It's pretty awesome. What's going on? Let us know in the comments and we'll shout you out and we'll show you some love actually as well. And with that said, you know, I'm so excited to have my friend, Mr. Salard Bahada um, on the show and just to talk with him a little bit about his background and you know, how he got started to doing the work that he does. With that said, let's go ahead and bring him on. How's it going, Salar? Hi. Thank you all much, Tim, for having me on your podcast. Oh, dude, no. Thank you so much for joining. You know, uh, my co-founder, Tavon, was like, hey, you have to have our former professor on the podcast. I was like, of course. Let's go ahead and bring him on. You know, how are you doing today? Happy Friday, man. I'm good. Thank you very much. It's definitely it's Friday, and we, we are lucky, at least in computer science, usually – Computer scientists, professors, they don't teach on Fridays, so it's really <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm really happy. Uh, well, how, how have you all, um, you know, adjusted and shifted to things, um, given, you know, everything that happened that's happened with COVID-19, you know, in many parts of the country, we're still going through COVID-19. How, how has adapting been like in terms of your, your teaching style and all of that? I, yeah, I think it's quite, uh, at least for computer scientists, it's really easy. Why it's easy? Because normally we work with computers. So pretty much all these software technologies, which are considered for online educations, we are familiar with them, or at least we know how to use them, or at least we know more a bit how to use them than somebody who is teaching in history or, I don't know, some other classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so true, and it's so important. You know, I, I would love to, to to ask you. You know, how did you get started in this space? Because you know, a lot of people may not know this. Because some people may be hearing of you um, for the first time, or may not be familiar with the work that Central Washington University does. But you know, you're actually a doctor. You're a whole doctor. You know, you actually have your PhD. You know, and very few people have their PhD. You know, what at what point in your in your journey in terms of um, being an educator at heart, fundamentally, did you realize you wanted to go into this discipline? Well, uh, guys, uh, as you might uh, realize already from my accent, so I'm not American. I'm European. I'm Hungarian. And pretty much uh, English is not my uh, strong suit. However, I managed to have a conversation, as you can see, but definitely uh, uh, I speak other languages, but doesn't really matter. So... Normally, when I started computer science, that was quite a while ago. It, it was really the early 90s. Mm. Okay. So at that time, we really just started getting started with computers and so on and so on. And uh, I have to tell you honestly, till when I was 14, I haven't seen a computer at all. <laughs> so right now, I imagine that kids, three years old kids, or even uh, uh, younger kids, they already have access to a tablet or something. Mm. So I was not even aware. But what I, I liked, I liked really much mathematics. Mm. So all this type of numbers, how to deal with numbers, how to solve problems. And after that, it, it, I got this opportunity to end up in a very, very, uh, very, very uh, important high school. So I started computer science in high school. Wow. But uh, uh, contrary to what we can see here in the U.S., so there is no specialized uh, computer science schools here. 
So students, they get uh, access to computer science more in, in university. And I think that's too late. Of course, they're going to get access to some basic uh, uh, knowledge about computer science earlier. So they know how to use a browser and so on and so on. But about really theoretical aspects of computer science, they, they, don't, they don't get familiar until they don't reach the university. And I think that's late. Mm. Pretty much uh, just to give you an idea to compare. So when I ended up in the university, uh, I, I was not taught anything new because I knew everything from high school. So it was mm. that strong, that powerful, that school. Okay. So pretty much uh, at that time, it was like this. And I would say that those guys who would like to do pursue computer science as their career goal, they should start early. It's pretty much the same as with uh, these uh, athletes, right? The, the, mm. the earlier you start, the more chances you will have to win the, the, the game. So pretty much the same thing here. Yeah, and I love that, um, Professor. And I think it's such a powerful takeaway for those who are interested in getting to the tech industry or, or really getting uh, getting getting deep, doing a deep dive in the computer science space. Because even for me growing up, I've always been interested in computers. But, you know, a lot of people think that computer science is just about computers. But it's actually much more about, you know, language. <laughs> it's more about reading, being able to um, put transcripts together, um, um, form syntax, like, it's, uh, it's actually much more of a, uh, being able to communicate with computers more and less about the hardware and things like that. I want to ask you, because you're multilingual, right? And, you know, yep. a lot of people don't know that actually helps with uh, being able to um, program. You know, how, uh, how do you encourage people to, um, you know, take that first leap of faith into the space, yeah. uh, you know, if they're scared? So that's, that's usually quite a misunderstanding. People, they come to the universities there. That's what we are seeing, that they are coming here because computer science is cool mm. compared to other, other uh, uh, programs and whatnot. And after that, after the first courses, introductory courses in computer science, they realize quite early that it's not exactly just that I have a computer and I know how to play a game. So pretty much what you just mentioned, that all these, these languages, are very, very important and how you communicate with those computers that's the most important it's not just uh, i can click here and there and i can shoot some enemies on whatever shooter game mm. that that is way beyond that so students they realize quite early that it's pretty much computer science is not about that part okay but in order to attract students that's what they can read in every brochure that, okay, all these gaming and so on and so on. And after that, it's not about gaming. Just to give you a, an example, uh, usually when we started computer science, I had a professor and the professor told me that, my friend, play with that game which you are building. And that's why I'm not playing games at all. I've never played a game. And uh, because gaming uh, in the gaming business is very, very difficult, okay? And not everybody, most probably 0.1% will end up in the gaming business, so to build games. Mm. But definitely uh, it's something which attracts students. However, languages and how we can get into that Definitely by uh, uh, trial and error. So you have to build your own small softwares 
a hello world application, another hello world application, and so on and so on. And eventually, you will start building more complex applications and so on and so on. About languages, you asked about languages. So uh, if I'm considering uh, the, the programming languages, so I speak around 12, 13 languages, okay? And wow. some of them, they are not used at all anymore. So that's why I'm saying I'm not very, very, uh, I'm not clinging to all these languages. So normally, if you know the concept of these languages, because pretty much they are similar, okay? In syntax, they might change a bit. But at the end of the day, it's just how you understand the language. And after that, you can easily learn a new one. Hmm. It's mm -hmm. so, uh, and, and I love that you're sharing this because so many, you know, I, I, I grew up um, not having really the mentorship on, you know, like I never got this insights at all. You know, I would love for you to share a little bit more about the work that, you know, is being done in central Washington, uh, you know, and being led by, by you and faculty and staff and really encouraging that, you know, no matter what your background is, whether you're male, female, whatever your background is, that if you come to the university, you know, we'll help you, we'll support you. What are you all doing to really make people feel confident in pursuing a career path in this space? Yeah, so normally, uh, at least at Central Washington University, we are uh, we are offering this uh, uh, computer science program for our students. It's a four-year uh, uh, program. And once you graduate, you will end up with a, a, a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science. And uh, it's quite a, a powerful degree because many of our students, they end up in, uh, on the west side. I mean, uh, over the mountain in Seattle, working for companies like Microsoft, uh, uh, Google, uh, Amazon, uh, and so on and so forth. Right now, about the population, you mentioned that definitely we do not care where you are coming from. Mm. And some students, they come from computer science background. Some other students, they don't come from computer science background at all. And we can see that if you work properly, you can uh, be successful no matter what. Mm. However, it's quite obvious, the more math you know, the more computer science knowledge you have, prior computer science knowledge you have, the easier it's going to be. But mm. it's not impossible at all. And uh, you mentioned about uh, background and uh, and uh, and uh, race and whatever and uh, uh, gender. Uh, it's true we have less female students, mm. but the good news I can give you, I think I've been here for four years or five years, and in three of these years the first student who graduated was, uh, so the, 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 the highest GPA achieved by a student in computer science was, uh, they were females. Wow, wow. So they do better, they're very good, okay? And um, all of them, they work on the West side. And apparently these days, uh, there's a high demand for, uh, in order to, to create this, uh, 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 inclusive environment. Uh, uh, they, they, the female students, they are, are very, very uh, 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 in high demand these days. So, wow. what I can suggest, more students they should join, because normally I think is there is a perception, and that's I ask my students, 
that uh, and female students and they are telling me that usually uh, they are uh, there is a perception in the society that mathematics and computer science is not for uh, women mm. and that's not true at all mm. i think and as i just told you in two three years i think we had uh, the best, best gpa of our student was a female wow so it's possible it's 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 just work and uh, yeah, just yeah. normal thinking, right? So yeah. that's all. And go ladies. And I mean, some of the greatest computer scientists, scientists of our lifetime are women. I mean, Grace Hopper. And yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, so normally you can see, uh, uh, I have, for example, uh, colleagues from uh, uh, university colleagues, okay, former university colleagues. And right now they are teaching in different universities in Europe. So it's possible. Wow. You know, Dr. 100%, Dr. Doctor, I would love to ask you, you know, what are some of the areas that for you as a professor are exciting for you, uh, for students to start learning about? You know, there's so much going on in the tech industry right now, from the growth of AI and machine learning, yeah. to the applications of blockchain technology, to even new languages being developed by companies such as Swift, I'm sorry, um, Apple with the Swift programming language. What excites you as a professor who's teaching and grooming the next generation of students right now? So right now there are two approaches in how we should teach students or how we should uh, introduce people to computer science. Mm. Sparta is this rather new uh, wave which is claiming that they don't have to know everything. They mm. let just go like in a boot camp. We teach you something. And after that, you can go and develop software. And wow. that's It's possible. Okay. But the problem is, and you will do, most probably you will perform very well in that particular field. But if I'm, if I'm taking you out from that very uh, narrow environment, you're going to struggle because you don't have the background knowledge. And that's where, that's the second uh, possibility. Rather than going for a boot camp, you go for a school where the information is coming in a structured way. Mm. So normally, all these universities, colleges, whatnot, they're going to build the knowledge step by step, and they're going to give you a more global view about computer science, which involves logic, which involves a bit of math, which involves a bit of uh, programming languages, how those programming languages work, what does it mean a compiler mm. in uh, 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 technologies, algorithms, and so on and so on? But definitely, that's more costly, uh, money-wise and also time-wise, right? Because a college will 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 uh, cost you three uh, three two years if it's a uh, 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 community college, or four years if you are doing a, you want a university degree. So that's that's the that's the that's the, those are the things which you have to put in the balance. But uh, both of them they can work. Mm. But of course, uh, if you go for this uh, college degree or university degree, the knowledge will be more uh, more uh, in depth. So that's mm. what I say about where you should start. Definitely you should start with building some small programs. Mm. Right now, the language can be different. As we can see nowadays, we have all these uh, 
machine learning, and pretty much right now uh, for machine learning, Python is the language. So I, I can just tell you that Python was not existing at all when I started. So all these languages, they come and go. Some someday might, 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 might be more stable, but uh, mainly languages, of course, uh, Python is not going to go away in the next five years. Mm. But uh, for example, languages such as Rust and Go might overthrow uh, uh, Python, possibly. I don't know. There's always what kind of support is behind the language, how easy is to program in that language, mm. how efficient is it to program in that language, how the, the, the code which is going to be generated by that language is going to run. Mm. I can see that in a few years or 10 years, most probably uh, Python is going to be uh, forgotten. Maybe mm. not, but I'm just saying. So I'm, I'm, when I'm asking, when students are asking me, Professor, what kind of language should I learn? I'm saying, I don't care. Whatever language you need in order to, to solve your problem. So that's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that mindset, Professor. I love that mindset because it, it, it encourages them to uh, be open to interpretation and uh, learn on their own two feet. And uh, resources are quite uh, abundant on the internet. Hmm. And that, that's good and that's bad as well because normally when I started, there, were, there was no that, that many resources on the internet. Mm. Therefore, we have to we had to build it by ourselves. So that's why we have a better understanding how things are working. Wow. However, yeah. nowadays, recently I've seen just a, a, a software which was solving a very very complex uh, object recognition task, and the whole thing was seven lines. Seven. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, in seven lines, you can imagine right now in seven lines, you can do it as well. Of course, if you don't understand it, you will just copy blindly from the internet those seven lines and you can have it uh, uh, executed in Python and you can be happy that you will see some, some very uh, interesting results. However, if I'm gonna ask you to, can you change it or can you improve it? Most probably are not gonna be able to do that. So mm. that's, uh, that's the impediment when you are using uh, third party software so such as these APIs and so on. Wow, wow, wow. It's so true. It's so true. You know, and, and just, I mean, hearing you talk about it gets me excited because, you know, it, it really, the, the future of, uh, of programming, the future of computer science is actually, you know, to a degree, based on what I've been looking at, and you probably have seen that, it's, it's being automated. Um, and, and engineers are even being empowered to be more creative thinkers and use open source languages or different languages to get the job done in a shorter amount of time. And you know, and one of the things that really interests me, you know, as a as a as a business leader and as a technologist myself, is this rise of low code applications that are helping people become comfortable with kind of um, backend coding, but in the simplest way, right? Um, and I think a lot of students um, have an opportunity to, you know, even start projects using those kind of new formats, and then you know, diving deep to to get more advanced. So normally. Uh just to to have a code which is running this kind of attitude that here is an api there is another api let's call this function let's call that function it's gonna work but that's not sufficient if you want to to build professional software 
Mm. So that that might be good at this uh, entry level, but once you go for a large company, they they need that depth. So that, do you understand properly why this is happening, or if something is happening, can you explain it why it's happening? So that's not sufficient if you just know an API or another. Mm. But again, again, if you have those APIs, you can build software very very fast. And that's also important, right? Because we don't want to spend right now uh, time and uh, money on somebody to build something which was already built by others. So why not reuse them? Okay, so let's not reinvent the wheel again and again. So that's true. But that that's my impression, what I'm seeing with my students at least, that uh, some of them, they just uh, scratch the surface and that's why they cannot go deeper because mm -hmm. they just want to use these APIs and uh, get the job done, which uh, I would say in some cases it might be the, 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 the way to go with, but uh, usually on the long run it's not going to pay off this kind of APIs. So you have to understand, and that's what I'm saying the students right now, you have your time in the college or university, and spend that time to build software on your own, on your professional career, you will have enough time to use APIs. But understand the basics, mm. familiar how things are happening in computer science, and after that, you can still use APIs whenever you like. Wow. I love it. Dr. Um, Salard, you know, I, thank you so much for joining us today and, you know, really being, a, I, I'm, I'm inspired, actually, to be honest with you, because, you know, for me, I always wished I had, um, you know, professors early on in my career who actually gave me a lot of the practical tips and takeaways that you're sharing now with our community and our audience. And it's so important too, because there's so many people who are looking to job transition given these times um, of COVID-19 or looking for new roles and opportunities that need to understand that, look, you can still go to Central Washington University, you know, doc, talk to Dr. Salard and he can help you out, right? Like he can, he can work with you and, and, and get you started. Yeah, we are trying our best, and uh, definitely, uh, if uh, we have these kind of all kind of projects, so where students they can work. So normally, whenever somebody's joining, they can work on different projects. We have a robotics lab, for example, where you can we can build some software for some uh, humanoid robots and drones and whatnot. So uh, we have some. Uh, um, uh, how this called this uh, brain computer interface so if you have a if you have a you can communicate uh, uh, via uh, uh, brain signals okay so we have a lot of things which we can offer wow, wow. So that yeah so it's it's uh, but in order to build those softwares you have to have your your basics uh, 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 very very well funded and once you have that one definitely you can right now the imagination can go wherever you want so that's why you can build all kind of softwares i love it i love it professor and and, and right now it's so exciting I, I love that you said brain um computer machine interface because that's actually going to be a huge area i think in the next seven to ten years um and I, i'm actually starting to see uh, brain computer human interface platforms um, come to fruition and come to market and are really quite um, user friendly and um, uh, um, they they are developing they're developed 
based on APIs and platform level technology um, and, and are actually giving young students the opportunity to build on top of the product in the platform. So, you know, it's so interesting. If you're listening to this right now and you're trying to understand where's the next, you know, what's, where's computer science going, you know, deep tech is rising. Um, and, you know, universities and doctors like Dr. Salar can really support you in, in really understanding, you know, where do you want to start and how do you want to start? And these are the things that we have um, at, at Central Washington University. You know, doctor, where else can the people who are listening and tuning in, where, they, where can they follow your work and, and follow the movement that you're leading as a professor? Well, normally, uh, I have a website. And I'm usually, I'm posting the things. So, for example, I have all my, uh, all my former projects. Okay, I have some videos from YouTube. Okay, where, I, where we are presenting our work. You can see a bunch of applications from uh, robots. For example, uh, right now, because uh, the university is one thing, but we want to reach out to the community. Mm. And recently, we helped out two, two companies here in Ellensburg in Washington to build their own uh, kind of uh, uh, Uber app. Okay, so normally, right now, they have their own software which you can download and you can call for a taxi. Mm. Definitely here, it's that's a small community, but we are helping them as much as we can. Okay, or we did for some students, some uh, Alexa skill development. So if you have an Alexa device in your, uh, in your, uh, okay. in your room. Sorry, Alexa, my Alexa just started. Alexa. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, so uh, normally, normally when uh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> yeah. And so you can see that technology is killing you if it's too much. And for example, if you have a question about your next class, you don't know when it's going to be your next class. You just ask the device and it's going to answer you that, okay, your next class starts at, uh, I don't know, at uh, uh, 2 p.m., in whatever building. Wow. So we build these kind of solutions and we are trying to do more and more in this respect because uh, one thing is to, to do good things, but how about helping the community even more? So, and those guys, they are really, really small companies. They cannot, cannot afford some very, very uh, professional company to develop their own Uber software. Mm. But, with this kind of uh, solutions, we helped them, and it was really challenging for us as well. And it is so. That's that's what we are doing. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Salar, for coming on the show and really blessing us with your wisdom and your insights on what's going on. You know, we need to have you on for a future episode. It's been actually oh, well, talking with well, you. More than happy if yeah. I. Can. And, and hopefully it's with, you know, a few Central Washington University students, maybe, you know, showing uh, they can demo some of the projects that they've worked on for maybe this spring semester uh, with with uh, with our community. What do you think? Yeah. yeah so normally, uh, normally we can uh, we can uh, we can do that. Why not? So, uh, we have uh, quite a few projects this year, too. These, these are the so-called capstone project. So wow. maybe we can we can demo one live or if not at least we can provide you a youtube video where it's it's uh, demoed uh, live that 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 kind of uh, that kind of uh, 
software. Why not? Yeah. So that's why we are here. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, doctor. And, you know, please check him out. I'm going to be sharing his links on here. And doctor, please keep on being abundant. Be, keep on being awesome and, and changing lives. Thank you all for having me. And uh, hopefully we can we can meet uh, next time. Let's do it. Sounds good, doctor. Be well. Have a good time. You too. And that was Dr. Salard on the show. Man, what a positive guy. What an awesome guy. You know, we have a LinkedIn user that says, helping the community small business with technology solutions is absolutely awesome. More technologists should be doing this. Thanks from the least technical person on this call, Kersia Beckwith. Hey, Kersia, thank you so much for tuning in. And I agree. Uh, I think it's really important that we do things of that nature, especially um, as technology continues to be more prevalent. Um, within communities of color, underrepresented communities, and just a, a, a fabric of your identity and life. And you know, for, for us at God, that's why it's really important that we we work with universities and we just fundamentally educate, right? And we do a lot through our podcasting, um, our own socials on, on Twitter, and just um, a, a, as our culture. So I, I completely agree with you, Garcia. You have to do that. It's really, really, really important um, because there's still people who are who, who don't have access to digital technology and they live in the US and they live in digital scarce areas. And I think that people don't often realize that when it comes to technology. So shout out to you, Garcia, for recognizing that. With that said, make sure to go check out bigblacktea.com. We are literally still selling out and we are repackaging and restocking and we are making sure that we give it to our amazing community of members who keep on literally reaching out to me through our DMs and also to our entire team for more tea. Uh, shout out to the guys at the Smoothication Experience. Thank you all so much for this amazing playlist. I literally jam it every single day. Shout out to our boys at the Smoothication Experience. Please check out their podcast, the Smoothication Experience team. Check out their podcast, Too Many Cups of BBT Volume 1. Also, check out bbt they, they also have another one it's, it's actually wild big black tea harmony volume one they have big black tea zen playlist volume one and they're coming out with more volumes so much love to our homies at the smoothication experience the masters of smooth themselves shout out to y'all with that said please sign up for our wait list we are currently doing things to make sure we refresh our website uh, for this new millennium that we're living in. You know, pre-COVID-19, life was crazy. Post-COVID-19, life is still crazy. But we move. We still move. So with that said, please check out guidegroup.com, guidegroup.com, to learn a little bit more about what we're doing. Our guideapp.co link still links back to guidegroup.com. And we are working on things to make sure that we continue to take everything one day at a time. And better yet, serve our customers, serve our members, and really lead an amazing, amazing movement. So make sure you check out guidegroup.com. Once again, y'all, get you some tea. Some big black tea. Sip it in peace. Sip it with your fam. Sip it with your baby. Sip it with your girlfriends. You know, thank y'all so much for reaching out to me and letting me know how much you all love the the, the tea and, you know, the 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 peace that it's creating in your lives. I think it's really important, actually. And in fact, we recently just talked with a really great friend of ours, um, of the of the team, a guy, Anthony Ware. He is Mr. Mental Wealth. Check him out. He's leading an amazing movement. In fact, I'm going to link out his stuff in the comments. Check him out. 
He's actually not been on the podcast. We have to get him on the podcast in the future, but he's been a longtime friend of our team, our company, and just what we've been doing. So we want to sh- we want to show him some love. Check out what he's doing with mental wealth. Anthony, check out Anthony. Okay, and we will link it link him out in the comments. Please, please, please check him out. He's one of our great friends, and we love what he's doing in terms of this movement around mental wealth and taking care of your holistic health. And obviously, you all know T helps with that. Because it helps it, it helps with that for me. All right. So make sure you check it out. In addition to that, my best friend just ordered the tea yesterday. Ah, oh, thank you, Garcia. We're so happy about that. We love that. Thank you so much. We love that. Oh my goodness. Tell her to take a picture so I can show her some love. <laughs> Tell her to take a picture. We will we will show her mad love on the gram and everywhere else where we have our socials. With that said, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I am not gonna leave y'all out cold. I try not to do that anymore. Because I think it's really important that y'all jam out this playlist by the Smoothication Experience team. All right? Let's go. This is my favorite song on this playlist, by the way. Okay? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 